Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Notorious Banker podcast. I am James Bach of the Notorious Banker. 3,172 amazing followers at Twitter, at BankBetterGuy. Dozens more at Patreon.com slash NotoriousBanker, where for as little as a $1 subscription, you can help me, the Notorious Banker, fight back against big banks. And listen to this, 7,200-plus amazing followers on TikTok, at NotoriousBanker. It's gone up a lot. Guys, thank you so very much for your love and support. I really, really do appreciate it. Um, you know, Happy New Year 2022, starting off strong January 6th. Here we are. Um, we're, I'm excited. I'm excited for 2022. I really feel that I got a lot of good things going for me this year. I really do believe that it's going to be um, the year of the Notorious Banker. I really do feel that. You know, our podcast has been really successful. The social media and Twitter has been amazing. And, of course, so many people entrusting me with helping them fight back against big banks. Over $2 million recovered from big banks since I started this project. Um, but lately, what I've been doing is, of course, um, branching out to try to help young people understand banking and try to entertain them a little bit. And that's how I started out on TikTok. You know, last year I started out on TikTok, and I was having a good time. You know, I was you know, creating videos that I think that I would find interesting. And I, I find most things interesting anyway. Um, and I got some success. It wasn't, you know, amazing success last year. I was trying to find my voice. I was trying to learn the effects and backgrounds and whatnot. What makes it, you know, a TikTok go viral and all that stuff. Um, but I took a hiatus from it in the spring. And then the summer, of course, there was some juicy bank stuff that I wanted to, to talk about. So I got back on it. And it just seems like in the last month or so, it has been very, very successful for yours truly. Um, I just posted a TikTok about Bank of America giving these college kids um, USB chargers. And they referred to them as iPhone chargers. And I was ridiculed in my video calling it an iPhone charger. But that's what the bank called it. Um, giving these USB chargers to students in exchange for opening up bank accounts about four or five years ago before I left Bank of America. And I got bombarded with complaints that, you know, these things were overheating devices, overheating phones, iPads and whatnot. And people were going to the bank pissed about um, the the effects that these chargers that had Bank of America branding uh, did to their devices. And, of course, Bank of America totally nonplussed about the situation saying, I'm sorry, there's nothing we can do for you and refusing to to help them, you know, repair their phones or in some cases ask for replacement phones because apparently there were some people who claimed that these USB chargers did significant damage to their batteries. Um, you know, I had five or six people, you know, tell me that at Bank of America when I was there. So if you scale that out, you multiply that times 4,000 banks, how there could have been 30,000 people impacted by these little giveaways that Bank of America really did believe. And I, and I can't stress this enough. They really believed giving them these little trinkets, this little $2 USB charger, people were going to fall in love with you and open up an account. I mean, this is what they actually believe. So I did a little 30-second video um, about a little story talking about that. And, and the funny thing is I've learned how to be more concise on TikTok, which, of course, you've listened to two-hour podcasts with me, and I'm not concise at all. But I knew how to truncate it to make it less than 30 seconds, did this video, and it took off like a rocket. It went um, 25,000 views in the first few hours, 150,000 by the end of the first day, and we're now at 604,000 views on that. We're nearing a million views for all our videos in the last month at Notorious Banker. And it's cool. You know, I'm going to be topical. I'm going to be funny. I'm going to be able to talk to people in a way that is kind of weird and unique. And that's what I like. And I really think that this can help this project grow that much more. And that's why I'm talking about it and touting it. Um, I had did a podcast and posted about how the Navajo Nation was losing their Bank of America branch next month. And that got me upwards of a 1,000 new followers and almost 100,000 views on that video. And... You know, this new um, USB charger thing that I posted on there actually garnered me another 800 new followers, 600,000 views, and um, I believe it was 4,000 hours of viewing my content um, collectively, which it's a 30-second video, which pretty much tells you how much you know consumption is being done for these things. So I'm just blown away and amazed by it. I intend to show the banking world that the Notorious Banker is here for one thing, and that's the people. And I'm going to tell people like it is about banking. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm going to expose every bullshit thing that big banks do um, in order to impact the world in 
in what they perceive to be a positive way, but what I perceive to be a negative way. And there's so many fun stories over 13 years that I want to talk about. And I got to tell you, I got stories for days. And my TikTok will be thriving forever and ever as long as I'm into it. And right now I'm totally into it. So please go to at Notorious Banker on TikTok and follow me on there. Um, Share my content. Um, It really does help me out. It allows me to keep the bills paid over here. I'm still fighting to get my unemployment even though I had won my um, appeal hearing I'm still waiting to contact them, so hopefully that can happen really soon. But I really appreciate your support with that because it really, really does mean a lot. Um, And what can I say? My goal is to have a million view video pretty soon. There's a couple of... um, you know, topics I want to touch on, and I want to write them out. I want to kind of storyboard them out the same way that you would a little movie, and I'm going to get it done. Um, the banking world is going to be turned upside down by the unique stylings of James Baca, the notorious banker, on TikTok. So I'm really, really excited about that. And um, what can I say? You know, it is an addictive app. I'd never thought that I'd get into it, but there's people who create amazing content out there. I get a lot of thrift store stuff on my feed. I get a lot of, you know, the 10 greatest college football stadiums of all time. And I'm a sucker for that shit, so I love it. So if you're an adult and you think that's all for kids, um, there is some quality content on there for um, people your age as well. And I'm almost 40 years old, so um, people my age as well. It's just really, really cool. And And I can't tell you how grateful I am for the people who follow me in all my linear projects, you know, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, um, I don't do LinkedIn that much because I don't want to alienate future employers just in case. Uh, but TikTok and Snapchat, all those things, I really try to be as active as possible because, you know, as my wife says, this is my career. My career is being interactive with people and I'm really, really trying my hardest. And I think we're being successful with it. And I want to tell you that, you know, 2022, I got books I want to write. I'm really wanting to write out a screenplay for a either a movie or a TV series based on not necessarily my life and career, but, you know, the story of a person who works in the branch banking industry and all the the lies, the stress, the alcoholism, the frustration, um, the sexual encounters, all that stuff that happens um, in that type of industry I really want to talk about. You know, I am inspired by Anthony Bourdain and his Kitchen Confidential. I love Anthony Bourdain, Rest in Peace. I really used to model myself after him, especially with my travels to Las Vegas, because I knew that place up and down the same way he knows about France and Thailand and whatnot. Um, But I want to do something that is kind of bank confidential-ish, and it's not necessarily about numbers and figures and stuff like that. It's all about the mental, physical aspect of it. There's a lot of juicy stuff that I want to talk about, but I want to make it entertaining to the general public. We've got two topics um, coming up on this podcast. I wanted to get the TikTok thing out of the way because I don't want to talk 30 minutes about it. Um, we're going to start with a story that I just found out while I was donating plasma. And typically, I look at bank stories throughout the day. I took a, I took a siesta yesterday, took an early day. My, my grandmother is sick in the hospital, so I was thinking about her, and I wasn't really focused on work. So I didn't really take a look at the news Wednesday afternoon. But Bank of America put out a press release committing to a $100 donation for every person that works at Bank of America um, to show their vaccination status to corporate. And there's 205,000 people that work at Bank of America. So Bank of America is committing $100 for all those people who are going to do that. I'm going to tell you why. I mean, it's a good gesture. You know, they're committing $100 to feed the hungry, to feed the homeless. I think it's noble. I do that all the time. The notorious banker has donated, you know, close to a ton of food in the last six months um, to help the needy. So it's something that's, you know, near and dear to me. Um, And I'm glad that Bank of America is committing this huge amount of money, supposedly, to people showing their vaccination status. But I'm going to tell you why it's bullshit, okay? I'm going to tell you exactly why, one, you shouldn't listen to them. And we're not going to talk about vaccines and whether or not you should be vaccinated and stuff like that. You know, I'm just done with that conversation. I, you know, I just donated plasma. My blood pressure was fine now. I don't want it to go up. I don't want to talk about that part. I just want to talk about the amazing PR bullshit that Bank of America does whenever they use something that is essentially a requirement to work at Bank of America and to use it almost kind of as a veiled threat to the employees who aren't 
cooperating with them and using hungry people as their leverage i just think it's just wrong on so many levels and then the last segment i'm just going to talk a little talk a little bit about antonio brown a little funny story happened today a lot happened today while i was with a gigantic needle in my arm uh, tampa bay buccaneers now former tampa bay buccaneers star antonio brown um, was on a Twitter rant today talking about his time leaving the Tampa Bay organization and posting screenshots of him talking to his coach and whatnot. And if you're not following the NFL and football, I understand. But long story short, star wide receiver, star player on the team, walks out on the team, um, essentially quits the team in the middle of the game, walks on the field, takes his shirt off, throws everything out, out the door. And now he's claiming that he was trying to protect himself from further injury. Well, he shared screenshots. And in those screenshots, it included a Bank of America account and rowdy number. And it was hilarious to me how even when you're that crazy, and I I want to talk about that just briefly on that segment. You know, mental illness is no joke. And he needs some serious help. But it was funny that just in the whole rant, you know, he posted a screenshot with his account information. And then he has the wherewithal to say, oops, you know, don't want to share that. And he ends up deleting the tweet at that point. I want to just talk about, you know, personal security and information when it comes to that. And why I think that, you know, bank account information is uber sensitive stuff. Do not get me wrong on that. But at the same time, um, you know, big banks have developed a culture of, um, you know, the boogeyman is out there. And, and of course, we know from my work that big banks do not help people who are victims of fraud. Well, you know, Antonio Brown basically put himself out there as a potential victim of fraud with his rant today. So I just want to talk about that a little bit more, and I'm just going to tell you about, you know, how you know how to prevent this type of thing from happening to you, especially when you're oversharing on social media. But we'll be right back with the $100 Bank of America vaccine donation story right after this, so please stick around. Potential sponsors, my name is James Baca, also known as The Notorious Banker. I am the host, creator, and proprietor of The Notorious Banker Project. I am also a consumer advocate who helps customers solve complex financial issues. I would love to have you as a sponsor of my content. The Notorious Banker has a critically acclaimed podcast of the same name, listened to by 10,000 people an episode, and we also have a very active Twitter community with thousands of posts monthly, creating millions of impressions and engagement per month. Also, a burgeoning young adult fan base on TikTok at Notorious Banker with 5,700 loyal followers and growing. I am looking for a dedicated sponsor who will help my project grow and will also let me be a loyal advocate for your company or product. 13 years in a financial institution has given me sales skills which will help me promote your company as I continue my journey into bettering financial lives. Ad packages are as affordable as $10 cost per mil which includes cross promotion on my social media channels, podcasts, and any direct promotion desired by you. Please contact me at james at thenotoriousbanker.com or go to thenotoriousbanker.com slash sponsorship for more details. Let's enlighten the amazing follower base of The Notorious Banker with your product, my podcast, and our goal to better our followers' financial lives. Thank you so much. All right, we're back with more Notorious Banker podcast. So, of course, you know, you know, 2022, we're coming up on the two-year anniversary of the beginning of the pandemic. You know, so much has gone on in this time. It's just it's just amazing to me how fast the time has gone. Of course, um, my wife works from home now as a result of the pandemic. That was dictated by her employer. And, of course, I've been working from home since my termination from Bank of America four years ago. And I've been really successful at, you know, working from home and creating content and doing what I like to do from home. So, you know, the pandemic had impacted us in our working world, basically, the last two years, along with millions of other people, our, you know, finances, um, needless to say, of course, I wrote a book about my financial situation. So, you know, so much has been going on in terms of the pandemic. And, you know, I, I've said it, you know, many times, and I, and I hate saying it, and I regret saying it, that 2020 was an important year and quote the best year of my career um you know doing this notorious banker project and working on my own fight back against big banks helping people which i love to do 2020 was the benchmark for what is going to be a successful second act for james bach of the notorious banker so um i say that just you know humbly because i know so many people have died i know so much you know dissension has gone on with the whole you know conversation about just 
COVID in general and vaccines and mandates and all this stuff, wearing a mask. You know, here in New Mexico, we still wear a mask in the store. And while I can give a shit, I mean, if you told me to wear a, a, a jaunty hat to the store, I'm just going to do it. If that's the rule, I'm just going to do it because I like to go to the store. And if I had to wear a jaunty hat, I'm going to do it. Um, just this past week, they passed a rule saying uh, no more plastic bags in my city. So we have to do reusable bags. I found them to be not useful for what I like to do and how I like to shop. So I bought these like beach box bag things, which, you know, they're kind of like cardboardy looking. And I put my groceries in there and that's literally the best thing. I think they're better than the plastic bags that I had before. So, you know, adaptation is is fine by me. You have to adapt when you're in banking. You have to adapt every time in life. There's always going to be something throwing you a curveball, and that's fine. Well, some people, you know, they don't want the curveballs. They just want shit down the middle, and that's fine too. But, you know, with Bank of America, and, and, and of course we're always talking about my former employer, you know, the things that they put out there sometimes just blows my mind. I, 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 I sometimes wonder, like... Because I worked at Bank of America, so I know sometimes the conversations that are had there are are so simplistic. They're almost at an elementary school level of thinking. It's like, hey, if for Christmas, why don't we all wear red and green on Thursdays? I, I mean, you know, like it's it's something that I understand. You know, people do in an office environment, a work environment. They have dumb conversations like that, but that's literally all the time at Bank of America. You know. Whenever it comes to greeting customers, hi, welcome to Bank of America. My name is James. How can I provide you with excellent service today? That's that's mandated at the bank. You can't just say, hey, how are you doing today? If I say, hey, how are you doing? I mean that sincerely just as much as that bullshit that I said before. But banks like to pick and just extrapolate the most meaningless shit and, and to make more out of nothing than than you would ever believe. And that's why this story just really hit me hard when I was donating plasma. And I'm sorry I didn't see it yesterday. I would have done an emergency podcast yesterday the second I saw it. But um, it was reported by Matt Egan from CNN Business. And the headline is, first on CNN, Bank of America's plan to get workers boosted, $100 donations for hunger relief. Hunger relief is something that is near and dear to yours truly. I'm an extreme couponer and I'm also a giving person. The Notorious Banker Project has donated over a ton of food in the last six months alone. And while a ton of food can only feed, you know, dozens of people for like a couple of weeks, it is still, you know, from the bottom of my heart, it is still meaningful for me to do these type of things. And I'm going to continue to do these type of things as long as I possibly can, okay? So, um, you know, donating to the people who need food, who need help, is important to me. So Bank of America said, hey, you know what? We're going to give $100 towards hunger relief for every one of our U.S. employees who shows proof of getting boosted against COVID-19. So, you know, as I mentioned, two years into the pandemic, we have so much division, we have so much dissension, we have so many people saying, I'm not going to get vaccinated or I hate wearing masks or I want to work from home or I don't want to work from home. We got all this stuff and it's conversation that just beats me to death on Twitter. It beats me to death on social media and it beats me to death in every conversation, including here at home. Me and my wife are on the same page when it comes to this stuff, but it's conversations I would rather not have. I'd rather talk to her about almost anything else other than this. Um... But, you know, Bank of America being a giving organization, I'm not going to sit here and lie and say, hey, Bank of America doesn't give money to to worthy causes. They do. They do, okay? They really do. Um, My question is, is piggybacking on the timing of something and trying to make it seem like they're the fucking heroes is what bothers me. Okay, so after George Floyd happened in 2020, Five days later, okay, George Floyd did not have his funeral yet. Five days later, Bank of America comes out of left field with this comprehensive $1 billion commitment to end racial inequality and in- income inequity, whatever. <laughs> There's a bunch of buzzwords over there. But but basically, it was to end racism and classism, income inequality, and to make sure that everyone is treated equally. And that was five days after George Floyd died. And while I'm 100%... Um, on board with supporting social causes like that because they are needed. They, there are things that are important to a lot of people in this world um, that come from that background. And I'm really, really happy that it's getting the attention that it deserves. Um, yeah, the timing was kind of fucked up. You know, literally five days later, they jumped upon a news story that was so 
you know, spur of the moment. Like, it happened on Memorial Day or whatever. And literally five days later, like, oh, look at this. Look at what we're going to do. We were so inspired. And to me, they're like, no, they've been doing that. All the things that were included in that billion, they were doing that. They just repackaged a gift. They re-gifted. Ever watch Seinfeld, the re-gifting episode? They got a gift, and then they re-gifted it and said, hey, this thing that happened, um, we're going to make the most of it, and we're going to commit a billion dollars to help worthy causes. They were doing that anyway, but they used George Floyd's news to basically just commandeer that and say, hey, look at us. Look how awesome we are. We're giving back to these communities. When in reality, you know, because of COVID, they've closed so many branches in African-American and Hispanic communities. It's ridiculous and it's stupid. Um, after the, the spree murder of um, several Asian-American people in Atlanta last March, frustrating topic, okay? Like, I mean, it, it, it hurt my heart to see that happen. I just, you know, I can't believe when something like that happens. I swear to God, within two days... Bank of America changed their cover photo on their social media, both Twitter and Facebook, to a picture of an Asian woman on a computer, which is fine. They have tons of stock photos, but it's it's just weird that they did that two days after that happened. Like, they were trying to send a message. And then literally a week after that, they announced an additional $250, quote, commitment to end um, racial inequality and income inequity um, across the country as well. On the heels of that, the extra $250 million was to represent the Asian population who was impacted as well. So they commandeered that news too to make it about themselves as well, which is ridiculous. I'm glad they gave the money, but at the same time, they could have announced that during the Floyd thing the year before. They could announce that before Floyd, and I wouldn't have been as skeptical. But they literally did this you know, days after this tragedy happened. They just love to t- jump upon something like that. And... Of course, you know, during COVID, there's been a lot of conversation about how shitty Bank of America service and and just what they've been about since 2020 um, has been there. And I've been the leader of talking about these type of things. And I just get frustrated about it. Um, and of course, you know, vaccines and getting vaccinated and stuff is a conversation that we're having all across the country. You know, I believe it's like 60% plus have been vaccinated and, you know, so many more should i mean that's my personal opinion but whatever you believe is whatever you believe and it's america i'm not going to fight you on that i just don't want to talk about it um but bank of america says that they're going to give a hundred dollar donation to local food banks and hunger relief organizations for each employee who updates their booster card info in the employee vaccine portal before the end of january and this is from cnn it says the move shows how companies are reacting to soaring COVID 19 cases by trying to incentivize their workforces to get fully vaccinated and boosted. So whenever you see this and you're basically saying we're trying to have more people get fully vaccinated and boosted and you're using a $100 donation. And there's been some companies that paid the employees. I believe Bank of America was one of them too. Paid them a bonus for getting vaccinated. Now they're, they're saying, hey, upload your info and we're going to give $100 for every employee to local food banks and hunger relief organizations. They are tying the starvation of low-income, poor people, homeless people, to your personal decision. Now, like I said, like I said, I whatever. Whatever you want to believe is whatever you want to believe. But Bank of America is saying we are going to give $100 to the needy if you update your, your information that you got boosted against COVID-19 to the vaccine portal before the end of January. So... You know, like I know how it says in the story that they're trying to react to soaring COVID cases. And I don't doubt that for a minute. I mean, who wants to get sick? Who wants to have all these cases? Who wants to have, you know, the capacity limits in stores and stuff like that anymore? I understand that, okay? I'm not, I'm not arguing that point. What I am arguing about is tying it to basically the health and well-being of poor people saying, if you don't do this, we're not giving this $100, which means, you know, I've talked to local food banks and hunger organizations. They say, you basically could feed a person for 10 cents a meal. So 10 cents a meal times $100 is 1,000 meals. So 1,000 meals, three meals a day, that's one person eating for a year. So Bank of America donating $100 is basically the equivalent of a person eating for basically a year. And you multiply that by 205,000 Bank of America employees in the United States. Then that's 205,000 people eating for a year. That's two of my city, Las Cruces, New Mexico. That's about half of, uh, you know, Albuquerque, New Mexico, 
or a third of El Paso, Texas. That's a humongous amount of people. Okay, that that's that's a lot. That's half of like Wyoming, for God's sakes. And that's that's every meal every day for a year is what a hundred dollars times two hundred and five thousand B of A employees is. It's twenty point five million dollars. It's a lot. It's a lot of food and it's a lot of money, but. If they don't update their vaccine portal card, they're not going to donate the $100? Is that what it's about? Well, riddle me this, Batman, okay? So here's the thing that I learned just talking from my sources with, within Bank of America. I still have sources there. Talking to employees who are disgruntled um, because they feel on the other side of the aisle about having to get vaccinated while working for Bank of America. I re- Someone DM'd me a few days ago, and I will keep their information private, of course. But that's their prerogative if they want don't want to do that. But at the same time, I understand workforce requirements. You know, I had facial piercings on my face. I couldn't wear them when I worked at the bank. And if they were using this as a requirement to work at Bank of America and they're going to separate employees that way, then so be it. But that's exactly what I just said a couple seconds ago. They are requiring people to disclose their vaccination status at Bank of America. And as far as I know, the booster is going to be a requirement to remain employed at Bank of America. So what am I saying here, basically? This is what I'm saying. Bank of America was going to give that $100 donation per employee anyway. They, I'm sure they had it figured out. I'm sure their philanthropy department had it figured out and say, hey, we can give about $20 million to the hungry. Hey, let's tie it to employees getting boosted. Yeah, yeah, that'll go over well in the press. Yeah, good job, Johnson. That's literally what they think, okay? Because they were going to do it anyway. Bank of America gives anyway. So now they're tying it to some arbitrary, you know, uploading your information um, that you got boosted. The thing that bugs me about that is there's going to be so many people. And this is true. This is not hyperbole. This is not someone who's, I'm not even talking about, you know, the vaccine stuff right now. So, you know, whenever, you know, Bank of America will say something like, you know, all of our associates are properly trained in handling you know senior abuse and looking for fraud and so and so you you never have time to do training when you work inside a branch bank you 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 do the training between customers and you're not even paying attention half the time because you don't have that time to actually train and focus on that so where the shit are they going to get time to submit their booster information um before the end of january whenever they're going to have their bosses saying hey james you need to get out there because there's a new account waiting out there and you don't want him or her to leave so there's going to be people who don't submit their booster information who are not going to be able to submit it before the end of January that are going to directly impact people starving and local food banks and hunger organizations are not going to get an extra $100 because James had to help a customer because that customer was about to leave. And if you don't get them in your office now, they're going to leave. And then I don't submit my card um, before the deadline. That, that person that's out there in the streets is going to starve. It makes no fucking sense. And that's why you know Bank of America was going to donate that money anyway. They're just tying it here. That way they can make a big statement. That way they can be on CNN and say, hey, Bank of America is doing our part in getting Americans vaccinated. In fact, we're going to give $100 to every, you know, to every food bank and hunger organization out there uh, for every employee that shows their booster information and submits it to Bank of America by the end of January. They didn't have to do that. They could just say, do it by the end of January, or we're going to have a conversation. And that's fine, even though some people would be against that. I'm fine with that. But now you're saying that I got to do this in 25 days. Otherwise, a thousand meals are not going to be eaten by people who need meals. I don't need a meal. I'm 300 pounds. People in the streets are not going to eat because someone in a branch bank couldn't submit a, a card through their portal by January 31st, and there may have been reasons why he or she couldn't have done that. Why are you tying the the fate, the life of someone to someone who who probably doesn't feel the way that you do about this requirement? And like I said, I don't want to talk about all this stuff that's beaten to death the last two years. I'm just saying, think, of, think about that charity. It's like, hey, we're going to give a million dollars research to AIDS um, the second that our five-year-old niece over there finishes her macaroni and cheese. I just had my my four, soon-to-be five-year-old niece here with us for about a week. And I love her to death. Kylie is the apple of my eye. She's an amazing little girl. But she could be a pain in the ass sometimes. And if she doesn't want to eat her food, she's not going to eat her food. So if she doesn't eat her food, guess what's going to happen? We're not going to donate a million dollars to AIDS research. 
That's how fucking stupid that is. That one has nothing to do with the other. Someone's vaccination status is is their business and the business of their employer if it's required. But what does it have to do with the hungry person on the street? Why does Bank of America get away with that? Because Bank of America knows from their public relations, their media relations, and they know how to twist a tail. I twisted tails for them. I knew how to make a fucking shitty $12 a month checking account sound like you had to have it. I was the Ron Popeil, the Ron fucking Popeil of opening up bank accounts, for God's sakes. And this is what Bank of America executives wrote in the memo. I like how they don't quote the actual name of the executive in the memo because they don't want them to get like death threats or whatever. This is what it says. <clears throat> this is a direct investment in your health and in the well-being of the communities where we work and live. Medical experts and health officials continue to emphasize that receiving a booster shot is critical to protecting your health and safety and that of your family, friends, and community. So basically they're shaming you saying you got to get this booster shot, which whatever. Like I said, I don't care. But you're tying it to giving money to charity. You know, it would be more effective to give the money to the employees. I'm not saying that that's right. I'm not, I'm not saying that that's still not going to harm, um, you know, the homeless person on the street needing a meal. But what I'm saying is that's not going to work on some people. Yeah, that's going to probably work on some, you know, sensitive type people thinking about, oh, my God, I got to do this. Otherwise, I'm indirectly affecting um, the, the consumption of food. By these people that are that need my help, I better get vaccinated. Why are they tying it together? It makes no sense. So you know it encourages employees to get vaccinated. Um, they say that they don't have a vaccine mandate. Well, I've seen documents internally that say otherwise. Um, Dr. Lena Wen applauded Bank of America's effort, and it says although she questioned if a charitable donation is the most effective mechanism. So here's the thing with that, okay? And I, I believe my my quote-unquote brother-in-law um my former roommate chris uh you know really good person and he's someone that i probably don't agree with on this topic which is fine he's like the smartest person that i know aside from me i'm smart i'm smarter than 99 percent of the people out there um you know he i believe he sent this to me on tiktok of all things and then i'm gonna reach out to him as soon as i finish his podcast but Dr. Lena Wynn applauded Bank of America's effort, although she questioned if a charitable donation is the most effective mechanism. And she said, I support any effort to incentivize primary vaccinations and boosters. Boosters should not be seen as a luxury or a nice to have. Um, and it says, might there be a better way to achieve that outcome, including a direct financial incentive to an employee? That may be a more powerful incentive. So there you go. She said it. She said paying employees is more effective than charity because I, I will be honest with you out there. And I wrote this in my book, okay? Please try your call again later. Available now on Amazon, by the way. It's only $12. Buy it, please. Um, I, I did a whole chapter on me giving back to the community despite the fact that I didn't have money because of this whole unemployment bullshit. So I was donating food. I'm an extreme couponer. I know how to save hundreds of dollars, yada, yada, yada. So I donated all this food to the food bank. And then the same day that I donated all this food to a food bank, there was a store about how um, the food bank that I donated to Casa de Peregrinos um, just recently purchased a building with the city or state's help, I forget which, um, $4 million. $4 million to get this building because their building is small. It's tiny. It's an old building. There's this huge abandoned like feed store next to it and it could house a shit ton of food for the needy, for the homeless people, okay? So I know, I believe they said it could handle four times the capacity, which is a lot of food, by the way, because they already handle a lot of food as it could be. Um, the people that, you know, we're talking about, it's like, oh, that's a great step to help the people who are needy in our city of Las Cruces. But of course, you get that fucking guy. You get that fucking guy at the city council meeting who's America and they took our jobs the way that they say on South Park and all that shit, who thinks that the world revolves around him was against the $4 million purchase of, of this place to help the needy and the hungry, saying that, you know, the mayor doesn't realize that we have a homeless problem and we need to do something about it, and blah, 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 blah. And I, I agree, my city has a homeless problem. But it also has a mental health problem. It also has a, a, a lack of capacity for these these hospitals to help these people problem, Okay. Yeah, there's homeless people out there, and some of them have mental illness. You know, guess what? There are people in the working world that have mental illness, too. I probably have mental illness as well. 
There's all these people that have these issues, okay? But, you know, the way this guy said it is like, oh, we have a homeless problem. The mayor's not doing anything about it. I mean, people like that think that they should round these fucking people up and put them, like, in a camp somewhere, a detention camp, and stay there because I don't want to see these homeless people on the streets because they bugged me once for money and I didn't like it. That's what people think. But what that fucking asshole, and excuse my language, I'm getting a little amped up here. What that asshole at the city council meeting who said, oh, this is ridiculous and we got other problems besides buying this thing to help the needy. Is the people that I saw whenever I was donating food um, at the food bank, the people that I saw in the line waiting to get free food, I swear to God, were my customers. And as I wrote in my book, I said I can never work at a place like that because I would be in tears all the time. Because the people that I saw on this food line were people that I knew were my bank customers. I knew that they banked the Bank of America at least at one point in time. And two, that I knew them to be gainfully employed. I've seen them at their places of work since I left Bank of America. So they're working for a living, trying to you know make ends meet. And they're standing in a fucking line here waiting for food. And someone out there says, no, we can't have this because there's other people out there that stink, they smell, they do this, they do that. And they're impacting the way that I, you know, I operate day to day. The people that are needing the food are not the people that you think, man. Okay, so whenever Bank of America says we're giving $100 to food organizations and food banks in order to feed the hungry, a lot of people are thinking... Oh, they're going to help the homeless. They're going to help these people who are in need. The people who are in need are their fucking customers. Bank of America is saying, we're going to give $100 to these food banks. And I guarantee you, the people at the food banks, a good chunk of them have bank accounts. And a good chunk of them have Bank of America accounts. 67 million bank accounts. Bank customers, excuse me. There's like 180 million bank accounts, I think. 67 million customers at Bank of America, okay? That's one in five in America bank with Bank of America. So, <laughs> I get so frustrated at this. So, you know, when Bank of America says, we're going to give $100 to help the hungry, if you don't put your, you know, booster info on here, um, they're not going to get the money. You're basically saying to those employees, and now that I know this because I was an employee at Bank of America, you're basically saying to those employees who do not put their booster information on Bank of America's internet site, which is called Flagscape, by the way, you're basically telling them, um, update your vaccine information or we're going to fucking starve our customers. That's basically what it is to me. Because at the end of the day, if Bank of America gives anything um more than 20.49999 million dollars 20 million four hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars um which means 20.5 million or more then that tells me they were going to do it anyway then that tells me that they they did the math with 100 dollars uh, per employee times 205,000 employees okay so i know that this is all a publicity stunt full of shit and you know i'm vaccinated you know i got the booster I did it um, before Christmas Eve, actually, because I knew I was going to be around in-laws and stuff. So, you know, I did that, and I'm fine with it. It does not bother me, okay, because you're talking to a man who drinks a Red Bull every single day. I put chemicals in my body. You're talking to a man who eats um, sausage McMuffins and McGriddles, <laughs> not every day, but every once in a while. You're talking to a man who eats 3,000 calories a day, and although I lift weights, I am 300 pounds. And medically, I'm probably defined as obese, although a lot of people will see me as a burly strongman. I'm still obese when it comes to medical terms or whatever i put a lot of shit in my body okay i never drank i mean i drank i never smoked um i didn't do any hard drugs or anything like that but there are people who do that okay and chemicals are everywhere and things that kill you are everywhere so my thing is you know if this is something that's going to help me keep my grandparents alive a little bit more and my grandma got sick last week and she's in the hospital still right now, and I hope she gets better. I'm thinking about her every single day now. Um, I'm going to do it, and, and there's nothing that you can tell me that's going to make me change my mind saying, hey, get this shot, otherwise, you know, something may happen, get your grandma sick, because guess what? I'm in a place that I donate plasma where there's a lot of people who hygiene isn't their best quality, I'll just say it that way, and they work in low-income, low-paying jobs, which a lot of social interaction, which means a lot more interaction with germs. And then I go to a gym where, guess what? Germs, 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 germs. These fuckers don't wipe down their machines. I go to the grocery store where there's hundreds of people, and I pick up a can of 
um, Chef Boyardee spaghetti and meatballs. And I go, hmm, do I want this Chef Boyardee product now? Nah, I don't want it. I put it down. I get germs, okay? Even if it's not COVID-19, it's the flu or it's a cold or some bullshit like that. So, you know, my thing is I'm going to try to protect myself anyway no matter what. You put a seatbelt on so you don't die in a car crash or whatever. You've heard all the fucking... All, all the naysayers talk about this stuff and the pro people talk about this stuff. I don't want to talk about it, but I only am forced to talk about it because it's a bank-related story here. Like I said, teach their own. I, I have bigger fish to fry than your personal feelings about what I feel about a certain topic, okay? That's why I got out of politics. I don't talk politics with anyone anymore. And I just want to live my life as happy as can be. I can have an intelligent conversation without talking about COVID-19 or without talking about politics. Thank you very much. Um, but I did get boosted. I did get vaccinated. So, hey, if I worked at Bank of America, still 1,000 meals would be given to needy people. And they want to fucking starve people if I wasn't lazy or not able to submit my information in time. So, um, this story goes on and on. It says some companies offer bonuses. Vanguard offered employees $1,000 to get vaccinated. Of course, Vanguard has, you know, trillion dollars in assets. A bunch of rich people bank at Vanguard. So, I mean take that what you will they don't want to they don't want their rich clients to get sick i guess and it says bank of america says his plans to host several on-site booster clinics across the country this month for employees so i assume that means in big cities and i assume that means at a central location you know a smarter play bank of america would be to just have these you know booster vaccine clean clinic things individually at branches i think that'd be more meaningful because it's more of an interpersonal thing there so um, it says, Brian Kropp, head of Gartner's Human Resources Practice, said companies need to offer both carrots and sticks to get employees vaccinated. It says, for employees that are who are vaccine-hesitant, I think vaccine-hesitant, $100, $200, $300 worth of incentives doesn't seem to be enough to get them over their concerns. Well, a donation to charity is a good thing for companies to pursue. Most employees would prefer to get 100 cash. And that's true. I mean, think about it from the perspective of a bank customer. I was talking to someone on my TikTok videos about giveaways in banks because i was talking about these little usb chargers that bank of america gave that were causing phones to basically blow up um so yeah you know they're talking about giveaways and it's like dude i want a toaster at the bank next time i get one you know what bank offers toasters like they used to back in the 80s and 90s i'm like hey that's a practical gift people do dumb shit for a toaster it's true so if you give someone a hundred dollars cash and say hey just get this shot it'll only hurt for a second i'll do it if someone told me that they were gonna you know, vaccinate me, quote unquote, and they were going to put Greek yogurt in my arm and I was going to get $200 for my troubles, not weighing the health concerns of putting like actual food directly into my veins. So, yeah, fuck it. If it hurts, guess what? My feet hurt all the time. That's one more pain that I got to deal with, but I got, you know, a couple hundred dollars extra in my pocket. That's how stupid people are, but that's fine. That's, that's their prerogative. It says, Bank of America said this can, this can direct up to $10 million to fight hunger. So that tells me it's 100,000 employees that they're basing this number on, which is not all their employees, okay? It's 205,000 employees at Bank of, Bank of America. And then it says, and it's on top of the bank's ongoing commitment to the cause. Bank of America says said it has donated nearly $150 million towards hunger relief since 2015. And then this is what Bank of America says in the memo, last paragraph of this story. <clears throat> millions of americans suffer from food insecurity each day i don't like that word by the way it's hunger the pandemic has not only increased the challenges faced by many american families but also the non-profit organizations who deliver vital resources to families across the country and that's true that's absolutely true i mean volunteerism is down there's not a lot of people who can work this place you know thanksgiving at the homeless shelter is hard to get people to donate food and to serve food and stuff like that so i understand that part of it but bank of america says that it can direct up to 10 million dollars it's weird that they're basically saying hey if the employees do this we're going to donate this just fucking do it 10 million dollars is literally four hours it takes them four hours to make 10 million dollars based on you know a six billion dollar profit per quarter estimate 10 million dollars is four hours from right now it's 209 p.m from now till 6 p.m they will make 10 million dollars in profit that's bank of america for you so whenever they're saying hey we're gonna throw this little carriage away and we want you to get vaccinated and we're gonna help those hungry people there no give the carrot to the hungry 
and give that money to the hungry too, okay? And and if you want to have a mandate saying, hey, go ahead and get vaccinated or otherwise you can't work at Bank of America, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold a sign up in protest for someone who doesn't follow the rules of their boss, okay? I, I had to do dumb shit for my boss too. If you think that vaccinations are dumb shit, well, th- that's your opinion or whatever. But, you know, rules is rules, you know. I, I can't work at Victoria's Secret because I'm a 300-pound man. If they say we want a pretty woman who, you know, a, a man can imagine, you know, their wife wearing that or they can imagine that girl wearing that lingerie or whatever, well, then so be it, okay? Not every job is for every person. All I can say is tying everything that we've gone through in two years of COVID-19 and, like I said, you know, whatever you think about Omicron and Delta and move i think i had the move variant of covid myself to be perfectly honest with you and um you know the eight hundred thousand people who have died since the pandemic started the you know tens of millions of people infected by that according to the numbers from um hhs you know you see all that stuff you know we have all this stuff going on we have this other stressor and we have additional shit that we got to think about when it comes to stuff like this you know it impacted all of us maybe not health-wise financially it wrecked me and we're still working that out thank you very much it wrecked a lot of people some businesses went under but guess what some of those businesses were going to go under anyway to be perfectly honest with you and some of those people who passed away i'm going to just be blunt with you i'm not i'm not swinging one way or the other here some of those people who have passed away from COVID 19 were probably on the path to an early grave anyway through the bad habits that they have and you're talking to mr bad habit himself here as well but all I know is Bank of America tying a charitable donation to try to influence an employee is very, very narrow-minded. It makes no sense. And for a company that is, is touting how giving they are, $150 million to hunger relief since 2015, you know, tying one-fifteenth of that to something that you could easily say, hey, get this done, otherwise you're out of here, seems to me that they're just looking for headlines. And CNN gave it to them. And there's a lot of people who say, hey, why do you watch CNN for? Why don't you watch Fox News or Newsmax or MSNBC? Or I, I watched CNN because that was the only news channel when I was six years old. I was the weirdo six-year-old kid watching CNN. Yes, I used to miss school, elementary school, to watch CNN. I'm brand loyal, and maybe I don't agree with a lot of the things that they say on there. I don't agree with a lot of things Fox News says. I don't agree with a lot of things ESPN says about sports. I still watch it because you're not supposed to just watch shit you agree with. You're supposed to watch shit to be entertained because even news can be entertainment at times. Sports is entertainment as well. But you also watch because you're brand loyal. I don't drink all sodas. I drink Coca-Cola products. You know, you can't you can't tell me, hey, have a Pepsi. It's about the same. No, I, I am loyal to this thing that I've liked since I was a kid. So when CNN does a story like this, it makes me go, Ugh, why do they do shit like this? But at the same time, I understand that, guess what? It's going to get clicks and got a click from me. And it's going to get a click from you by me linking in the show notes. But at the same time, I don't think, and and this is true from like the New York Times and Bank of America, because New York Times hosts Bank of America's podcast. There's there's a direct investment in, you know, CNN, Warner Media, and Bank of America. They advertise on their channels, so... They want to give them puff pieces because guess what? That advertising money is going to continue to flow in from Bank of America. And I'm not questioning the credibility of any journalists in the media because I talk to a lot of journalists all the time. But I do question the bean counters that work for those media companies. Journalists know the bean counters, yes. And this story was meant to go, oh my goodness, heavens to Betsy. Bank of America is working really hard to make sure that everyone is safe in this country. No, they just wanted headlines. That way they can get more clients, more customers, and they don't give a shit about the hungry people that they're dangling the carrot in front of from the employees, and they don't care about the employees. Simple as that. If they can replace someone like yours truly, or they can replace someone that's a 20-hour or 40-hour teller, put a help wanted sign the next week and train you in three weeks, and you're going to replace that person, you're replaceable too. So they're not necessarily saying, hey, put your vaccination status on here to get fired. They're, they can fucking fire you right now for any other amount of dumb shit. Replace you and you're not going to be missed. I know that they don't miss me. I don't miss them. I miss my coworkers or whatever. But at the same time, I also know that I was one cog in 205,000 employee workforce. Okay, 
I was a drop in the bucket. But guess what, baby? At Notorious Banker LLC, this little studio that I have and all the conversations that I have, I'm one of one. And I'm I'm original. I'm 100% truthful. And to Bank of America, they need to be 100% truthful too. Let's be honest. You're going to give that money anyway to the hungry. You're just looking for headlines and you don't care about getting people vaccinated. And you do not care about feeding the hungry. Period. End of story. I'll be right back with something much more fun here. The Antonio Brown thing after this. So please stick around. Hey everyone, it's James, Notorious Banker, inviting you to join me on Patreon. Yes, it's the second anniversary of patreon.com slash notoriousbanker. For as little as a $1 subscription, you can help me, the Notorious Banker, fight back against big banks. Well, how do I do that? I use my brand of vigilante customer service to help people recoup monthly maintenance and overdraft fees, deal with customer service issues such as check hold releases and fraud claim reversals, and the general customer service malaise that is the big banking industry. Banks like Bank of America, Chase City, and Wells Fargo um, have big bank mindsets but very small-minded customer service skills. The Notorious Banker fights back against that. With a subscription for as little as $1 a month, you could help me, the Notorious Banker, fight on behalf of the little guy who don't realize that they have a chance to fight back against big banks if given the opportunity. Go to patreon.com slash notoriousbanker for more information about me, more information about what I do, and to subscribe today to my Patreon. You'll also get additional podcast and video content, among other things, with that subscription as well. And I thank you so much for contributing, and my customers and my clients, my followers, my listeners, thank you too. Hey everyone, it's James, the Notorious Banker, inviting you to join me on TikTok. That's at notoriousbanker on TikTok. Yeah, I know it's kind of weird to have a 38-year-old on TikTok, but, you know, I was so inspired by people who share couponing deals on there, home and car hacks, among other things. It's a very influential place to be right now, and you can get a lot of traction with a lot of people fast. And I really think my brand of humor, along with banking news and information and stories about unethical things going on in big banks, fits perfectly on TikTok. No, I won't be doing a lot of dancing, but what I will be doing is a lot of information giving to you, the general public, you know, the 67 million people who bank at Bank of America, the 30 million plus at Bank of Wells Fargo. You need to know the stories and you need to know the tea behind what's going on in the banking world. So if you join me on TikTok and Notorious Banker, I am going to blow your mind. I'm going to try to make you laugh as well, but I'm going to keep it informational and I'm going to keep it fun. So join me on TikTok today. That's at Notorious Banker. All right, and as we wrap up this podcast, I just wanted to talk to you about something I just posted to TikTok, of course. Um, it seems to me that I'm doing that every single day now, but of course, this was a story that I was watching on this NFL Sunday. Antonio Brown, the receiver, wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who won a Super Bowl with him last year, despite the fact that not everyone was the biggest fan of Antonio Brown, and I'm still not, and I don't think I ever will be. Um, he left the field, he quit the team in a huff in the middle of a game on Sunday. Um, taking off his jersey and his shirt, throwing it into the crowd, running onto the middle of the field while Tampa Bay was on offense, running into the tunnel, leaving the team. Tampa Bay ended up releasing him a couple of days later, actually today, as a matter of fact. And there's all this back and forth about what went on. Why did he just walk away? Um, he's been known to be uh, a behavioral problem in all the stops that he's been at. And I think, you know, he's ended up being the king of social media fodder in the NFL for the most part, it seems like. And it's sad, you know, there's a lot of things going on, I think, mentally with him that I really think he does need help and assistance. I don't know if he's getting it or I don't know if he will get it, but as someone who who talks about mental illness a lot, including potentially undiagnosed mental illness here in yours truly, um, I really do feel for him, and I really do hope that he gets the help that he needs. But at the same time, I really don't believe he should play another down in the NFL for the simple fact that this is happening. It's obviously impacting him. You know, Bank of America impacted the way that I lived. That work just basically beat me down every single day. And if, if football is what's doing that to him, then he needs to get away from football. But, you know, of course, now there's all these things going as to why he left. A lot of people were arguing that he wasn't getting enough touches and enough targets. So those of you who are football literate, basically they weren't throwing the ball to him. You know, he was on the field, but they weren't throwing the ball to him. And which is all well and good if they have a, a guy who's more open than he is, you throw it to him. 
But Antonio Brown had some incentive-based parts of his contract where he needs to catch the ball. He needs to get touchdowns. He needs to get yards in order to get paid more handsomely, upwards of a million dollars more, if I'm not mistaken. So apparently he wasn't coming close to that, which means he wasn't getting money that they thought he can get because they were pretty achievable goals, and he left in a huff saying that they're trying to screw him out of money. And then there's all this talk now about he's claiming he was injured and they were making him play injured. And he was sharing text messages that purportedly were going to the coach and whatnot. It's just a mess. It's just it's just drama. And I grew up in a little tiny town, Socorro, New Mexico. I love it to death for the most part. But, you know, Socorro drama is a hashtag that I wish I would have created before hashtags were a thing. Because Socorro drama to me is like a drama that is issues that happen that you just can't believe that normal people argue about shit like this. And that's the way my hometown is. There are people who have lifelong feuds over the stupidest stuff who fight. Like, I remember I had a I had a friend who basically threatened to beat up another person because this person was taking a picture of, like, a Little League tournament, a Little League baseball tournament. It's like, oh, we're here at the Little League tournament. We're selling cookies and whatever. And in that picture was the baseball team that was playing, but in that picture was this other person's kid. And then this person commented, like, why the fuck are you taking pictures of my kid? I'm like, this person's taking pictures of the event that they're at, which your kid happened to be right in front of, and they're trying to sell money for a good, you know, sell food for money for a good cause or whatever. And they're like, fuck you, this and that. Like, and people were going to get beat up. It's because this lady took a picture. There was this thing that I went semi-viral for about six years ago where, um... There was these walkouts and protests at all the New Mexico high schools across the state uh, because of standardized testing. They were protesting some standardized tests. I don't even know. I took standardized tests when I was a kid. They're fine. I don't care. It, it didn't mean much to me back in the day, so I don't really have a dog in the, in the race because I don't have any kids. But apparently people think they're biased or they, they aren't helpful to certain kids, so they walked out and said, hey, we're not going to do these tests. And um, a bunch of kids walked out with signs. And there was one girl from my hometown of Socorro with a sign that says, I'm more than a test score. But then she spelled then the wrong way. She spelled a T-H-E-N as opposed to T-H-A-N. And someone someone posted that on social media for the local paper there. I didn't take the picture. The photographer of the newspaper did. I saved the picture. I, I Facebook posted it saying, hey... This is Socorro High School education right there. And I pointed out the misspelled sign. And I literally just ate shit for three weeks. I had people threatening to kill me, threatening to beat me up. Because I shared the girl that was holding the sign. Hold, you know, and she was, the picture was taken by the newspaper. And she was in the newspaper. But I shared the picture and all of a sudden I was like, oh my god, why are you sharing this person and this and that. And it went viral. Cheech Marine from Cheech and Chong fame, George Lopez. All these people shared this photo that I I posted about after the newspaper posted it first and got no reaction. I posted it. It went viral. And all of a sudden, everyone and their grandma was sharing this picture and laughing. It got millions of views, hundreds of thousands of likes. But also, I got like hundreds of death threats and hundreds of threats to beat me up because I shared this picture. This is That's drama right there. That was totally drama. And um, one local DJ actually posted the picture. Um, in Albuquerque, New Mexico, which is 70 miles away from my hometown, saying, hey, look at this hilarious picture or whatever. And then a day later, he put a public apology out, totally selling me out, saying that I got a picture from this guy right here, and I apologize if I offended people. And, and then they said, essentially, that someone had mentioned to him that the girl had a learning disability, so um, that didn't make it right to share that picture. And I'm like, if you're able to walk out and protest, you're able to write a sign, um, and you're in a public place, you should be able to be photographed, and that's that, okay? There's nothing illegal going on here. I just merely shared a picture, and I ate shit for it. And then whenever that guy did a mea culpa and basically said that, oh, we didn't realize that she had a learning disability, which I don't know if it's true or not, I ate even more shit. So it's just, it was just unnecessary drama when all I wanted to do was make a couple of friends laugh with a funny picture that I saw online, for God's sakes. It's just the way it is. It's just the way that it was, you know? And all I can say is Antonio Brown drama is exactly like that. It reminds me of back home. But anyway, he was, you know, posting these tweets 
about the coach and he was telling the coach that he was hurt and the coach wasn't listening to him and then he was posting about Tom Brady and Tom Brady has a trainer that works on Brady he was he posted screenshots of text messages that Tom Brady um Tom Brady's trainer whose name is Alex Guerrero was sending him about payment for services that he didn't do or whatever and basically Antonio Brown posted um, yeah, you can you can refund the balance to this account, and he screenshotted his Bank of America information, including his full routing and account number. And apparently, he was not um, crazy enough to realize that hey, um, that could actually impact my finances. So he quickly deleted it, but not before his bank account and routing information were seen by, you know, millions of people. And I mean, I even shared it for God's sake, so millions of people saw. The, the gigantic boner that he pulled at that point in time. So um, here's the thing with that. you got to be protective of your information, okay? Because, you know, there's a lot of people who, who are overprotective in banking. They say, oh, you shouldn't, you know, have a password that's similar to your Facebook password or you should never put a birthday as your PIN number. Yeah, it's, it's all well and good, okay? At the end of the day, if I put my birthday, which is April 21st, 0421, Fucking try that on my debit card. You're not going to get any money out. It's a good guess. I understand why you would want to try it. But, you know, some people don't do it. So I'm not saying it's a security risk to have that. It's just more likely to be guessed. There's two different things. But whenever you post your account number out there and you basically say, here, here, like I'm even talking to like a, a personal text from one person to another. You're giving that person a license to steal from you. Basically, you can do that. So if I see an account and routing number on the ground on a piece of paper, I know it's an account and routing number. And and based on my work at Bank of America, I could tell what state it's from. I can you know you can look up routing numbers and see what state the account's from too. It's all public information routing numbers. So when he posts that, I mean there's you know maybe he has two million followers. Let's say and let's say five million people have seen. A post about his bank account information how many of those five million people are crooks even if it's one one hundredth of a percent that's a shit ton of crooks out there and that's a shit ton of people who are going to try to you know pay their electric bill or try to get a cell phone and use direct bank debit to try to buy an iphone and then sell it on the black market for cash i mean there's people who are resourceful and i'm going to give them credit they are smart resourceful people the people who know how to steal from people steal effectively because they know one the bank isn't going to help those customers and two they could pretty much get away with it under the cloud of anonymity but antonio brown you know ranting and raving about everything that's going on with him and inadvertently posting his bank account information even he, in that state that he was in, realized, oh shit, I might have made a mistake. So I'm sure he's calling Bank of America. I'm sure he's going to treat an associate like shit. And I'm sure he's going to say, put a block on my account. Well, Bank of America doesn't put blocks on checking accounts. So what he's going to have to do, he's going to have to open up another account. And someone's going to mention that to him, and he's going to get pissed off. He's going to open up another account, maybe at another bank, because they couldn't do that one thing for him. And then, you know, he's going to leave a one-star review on the person that helped him on the phone or in a branch. And then that person's going to get a talking to her manager. like, why did this customer leave you a one? Why can't you do better, James? You need to really work hard to help your customers because this person left a one. And it's impacting your performance. It's impacting my performance. And we're going to lose bonus money as a result of this. And it's all a chain reaction drama issue at that point in time. But like I said, you know, there's going to be crooks in every step of your, your path in life. doesn't matter who you are or where you come from. He put a screenshot out there with his personal information. And, you know, he just expects, you know, Tom Brady's trainer to go send him a wire, which is probably what they do. I mean, there's, there's no problem with that. But whenever you're trying to make an effective point, I know this because, like I said, some, there's times when I get mad and I'm irrational when I'm mad. But here's the thing, if you're if you're a rational person though and you have time to think about it, if this was something that was really bugging him, it would not be rants and screenshots and posts like that. What you would do is you would have um, prepared for this conversation because guess what? The person who seems prepared, the person who seems confident in his words and not accusatory of everything, tends to win the argument 99 times out of 100. I got out of so much shit as a kid. I got out of so many audit findings when I was at Bank of America. And guess what? I argued my way to a successful appeal 
of my unemployment benefits. So I know it's possible to do that. But when Antonio Brown's just randomly just pulling shit out of thin air and one of those things includes his account number, he's actually creating a whole other list of problems for himself and he's creating problems for the bank at that point in time. Because if there's fraud that's happening, he's going to have to file a claim and then they may not refund him because what's going to happen is they say, hey, you released your information to the public, it's your fault. And there's just this, all this negativity and anger that comes along with it. But long story short, I wanted to share this little story here because I just think it's funny. Because in the event of all the stuff that was going on, someone just knew that he had a Bank of America account and just happened to tweet out that information and said, hey, this guy has a Bank of America account. Then I found it and guess what? I talked about it. And now it's going to be even more viral. So I'm sorry, Antonio Brown. But at the same time, protect your shit, okay? Like, honestly... If you want to be trusted, if you want to be trusted by another NFL team, if you want to be seen as uh, a peer to a lot of people, you can't go on those rants like that. And I understand there might be a lot of problems going on with him. But at the same time, whenever you willy-nilly release account information and you release these texts out of context of what they're about, then you just seem to be the raving madman, and no one will listen to you at that point in time. And that's the way a lot of bank customers feel whenever they're dealing with fraud in Bank of America, and it seems like fraud in Bank of America is the next destination for Antonio Brown and not another NFL team. Uh, but for now, I'm going to wrap it up, okay? Thanks so much for listening to my podcast. Of course, you can go to at Notorious Banker on TikTok, 7,000 strong, over 115,000 likes and 1 million views of my videos. Um, at Bank Better Guy on Twitter, 3,150 plus strong, a lot of content on there. Of course, you could follow me on Patreon, patreon.com slash notoriousbanker. Subscribe with at least $1. Allow me to fight against big banks on your behalf and the behalf of hundreds of thousands of customers um, because your donations help me pay the bills and your donations help me continue to fight against big banks at all times. But I'll be back with another podcast really, really soon. Thank you so much for listening to this one. Um, we'll play it by year as to when the next one will air, hopefully sometime in the next week or so, or as breaking news warrants. But in the meantime, my name is James, the Notorious Banker, signing off. Thanks once again for listening to my podcast, and you have yourself a great day. Goodbye.